Oh no, we've seen it, and, and you know you're the same situation I am. We got thousands of people that take supplements. We aren't having the issues that everybody else is, folks. And, and I'm not bragging. I'm telling you the truth because I want you to live to your genetic potential without disease. You've been listening to today's health update. We just can't tell you how much we appreciate that. I want you to remember something, every one of you. God loves you. Put your lives in God's hands instead of man's hands. Until next time, may God bless all of you with abundant health. Thank you for listening to today's health update. If you liked what you heard and wish to hear it again, or if you'd like to share it with someone you know, then remember that it is as simple as going to www.nhcherbs.com. That web address again is www.nhcherbs.com. Scroll down and click on the microphone and choose the title that you wish to hear. You can also go to the NHC Herb Shop in Killen, Herbs and More in Athens, or Reflections in Lawrenceburg. If you heard about something you liked and would like to learn more or to order, remember, go to that same website or call 256-757-0660. That number again is 256-757-0660. Remember, when you use the website or call, use the promo code Today's Health Update at checkout and receive a 20% discount off our regular retail prices. That's a 20% savings when you use Today's Health Update at checkout. We'll teach you how to support your health doing it God's way using His creations instead of man's way using His concoctions. Until next time, may God bless you with abundant health. The opinions expressed in this program are those of the advertiser. WKAC is not responsible for any claims or representations made and does not endorse or recommend any products or services mentioned. If you've got a question or comment for WKAC, give us a call 24-7 on our listener line. That number is 256-434-1080. We'd like to hear your ideas, your likes, and, yes, your dislikes. Call the WKAC listener line at 256-434-1080 and leave us your message. If there's something we do that you enjoy, or if you've got a suggestion about something you think we can do better, call us anytime at 256-434-1080. The Listener Line. We're waiting to hear from you at 1080 WKAC. of the day today expect more clouds it's going to be a cool day highs barely getting above 50 degrees spotty light to moderate showers will be developing through the afternoon hours and right now it looks like the storm system is going to be developing farther to the south so that's actually making thursday and friday look a lot better we've taken the chance of rain out of friday's forecast still a few showers out there tomorrow highs remain below normal into the weekend I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. Weather, a service of Holtz Pest Control, your authorized Centricon termite control dealer. Get in touch with Holtz Pest Control today at 256-233-6333 or visit them on the web at HoltzPestControl.com. From the Tennessee Valley, WKAC Athens. A representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. 
9.32 on Wednesday morning, and Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Yeah, I was too. No, I thought the Braves did a, a good job, even though right. I, I didn't stay up to watch it. I couldn't, couldn't hold my eyes open. I stayed up to watch it, and I watched a little bit of the uh, the program after it was over. Then they said, all right, well, we're going to a commercial break, and we'll have more ceremony after that. I said, going to a commercial <laughs> break? They want me to sit here. It's already 1045, and they want me to watch a three-minute commercial break. So they can come back and give out more awards, and I said, "Nah, I'm done." Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't didn't see the thing. I, I uh, uh, conked out. I mean, at my at my age, you know, you, yeah. you can't stay up late. <laughs> so, yeah. It's amazing how the ebb and flow of the game goes. Yeah. The ebb and flow, because um, two nights ago or three nights ago, when it was in Atlanta, on I guess it was a Sunday night. Uh, Houston, you know, they got down four to zero, but they came right back and just were in control the rest of the game. Yeah, Braves couldn't do anything. Braves couldn't get a hit. Right. But then last night, the Braves were in control. Yeah. And Houston couldn't do anything. Yeah. Couldn't do anything. I was proud of the Braves for several reasons. Number one, you know, of course, the uh, Major League Baseball group—they took the uh, All-Star game away from Atlanta. Yeah, because uh, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, because you know they they had this voting thing over there that they were yeah. making everybody require. So so I thought it was yeah, it was just uh, turnabout's fair play. He's kind of yeah. like, well, you won't let us play the uh, All Star game here. That's okay. We'll just play the World Series here. Yeah, I mean, thing you can do about that. Yeah, so that's great. Thought it was good. That is good. Two five six two three. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, you should have. See, yeah. you should have called me. I mean, yeah. So said, "Hey, what's?" The oh, I do. Whenever you post something on Facebook, I read it. <laughs> I bet you do. Cause it's good. I bet you do. Two five six two three two six eight two eight is the telephone number here if you have a question for Bill Matthews, our local resident attorney in Athens, Alabama. So the cat jumped over my fence and entered my backyard. My dog heard it. Question is, am I responsible for the vet bills? No, I don't think you are. Uh, isn't there a lease law pretty much countywide? Isn't there one in the city and then one in the county? Yeah, but you know, I don't know if those lease laws apply to cats or yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know either. I just assume they did. I've never seen many cats on a leash. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree know. with you. I've never seen a cat on le- except for on you know on video on, on the internet. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know if it's your property and a cat comes on your you know the the owner doesn't keep their cat up. Which you know one of the nice things about having a cat is they'll they'll kill all kinds of rodents. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I've I've had cats. I don't have a cat right now. My wife won't let me have one. Uh, but it was unbelievable the number of rodents that it killed around the around the house, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just uh, good stuff to get rid of. Yeah, the cat was great. Yeah, but um, I never you know, have been a cat person either. Uh, I I like cats, but you know I, I don't I, mean, I don't dislike them. I just yeah. don't have. I mean, I never have had one. If I, I thought you know, there's good cats about. here. There's here's the way cats are. There's good cats and there's bad cats. Yeah. Now, there's also good dogs and bad dogs. Yeah. Now, you know, there's some dogs that just bark, 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 you know? <laughs> And then there's some dogs that won't, you know, they won't let you pet them. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, I don't like a dog that won't let me pet him. I don't like a dog that it looks like he's going to kill me. <laughs> I don't guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it's about 70 or 80% of the dogs are good. Mm-hmm. Now, cats, I like a cat that lets me pet it, that, you know, does funny things. It's nice to be around. But if a cat won't let me pet it, you know, I don't, I don't really like the cat that much. Yeah. And I think it's about... 20 or 30 percent of the cats are good cats yeah. whereas there's 70 or 80 percent of the dogs are good yeah that's the way i look at it so i like a good cat some of those dogs, I like a good dog yeah, some of those dogs that bark though their bark's a lot worse than their bite as yeah. they'll say it goes you yeah know, it's just it's bark since i was rear-ended yesterday and the driver didn't speak english so no one knows if he had insurance Golly. Uh, what should I do? Well, um, okay, so there should have been, well, I guess there was a police officer. That you well, I would hope so. Okay, so the police officer should handle all that for you. If he didn't have insurance, he should have been charged with no insurance. There should be a court date, and you can get restitution. You can go to court when he goes to court because he's charged with no insurance. Ask the judge to give you restitution for your vehicle that was wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so the police officer should be able to handle all that for you. Should be able to. Yeah, I would think, uh, you know, if uh, you don't have, or if, if the person didn't speak English and you have a wreck, and they call the police officer there, it, he could at least. He has to ascertain that yeah, and he, charge he, the person. Yeah, I would think that he's the one that has to decide whether or not yeah. the person has insurance. Yeah, he's got to ascertain that, yeah. yeah. And he can, he can still do it after the fact. Yeah. This individual can call the police officer and call the police department, call the police officer's supervisor, and say, hey, I need to know. Of course, now they may not, it doesn't say, they may not have called the uh, police. Right, so I mean. if he didn't call the police, then that's that's bad right there, because I don't know what he can do. Mm-hmm. But if he called the police, police came out there, they can charge the guy with no driver's license, Then when you go to court, you can get your restitution, I'm sorry, no no driving insurance. Yeah. Then we go to court, you can get your your restitution. Does this happen a lot here? I mean, I know we oh, have yeah. a lot of... I think it, yeah, it happens a bunch. Non-English-speaking people, people yeah. here. Right. <clears throat> up in uh up in Armour where I'm the judge, um there's there's lots of times they're charged with no driver's license and they just go ahead and pay the fine and court costs. And the I think it's pretty the court costs you know, court costs are different. Diff, they're different depending on what the offense is. A speeding ticket is when when the court costs are uh, some of the smallest, and then mm-hmm. that's around 180 bucks up there in Ardmore. It's different at different places. The court costs are set by the state, and so even though they're 180 bucks up there in Ardmore, uh, I think the city of Ardmore from that 180 gets about 25 dollars. The rest of it goes to all these different the district attorney's fund, the state of Alabama goes to all the different funds. But uh, if you don't have a driver's license, I think it's going to be around the neighborhood of 200. Uh, let me think about this. Yeah, I think I think it's around two hundred and fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, now why is the uh, the fee, the court cost fees, different from place to place? Yeah, I think they. Uh, so if you have a DUI, 
I'm pretty sure the core cost may be about a thousand dollars. Yeah. So I think it depends on the gravity of the fence. You know, you saw. Oh, I can see that, but if it's a thousand dollars in Limestone County, looks like it'd be a thousand dollars in say Morgan County. Yeah. Is it the is the, is the fee? But the oh, fee's different. Uh, the um, yeah, you're you're right. Um, I don't know exactly. I'm not. I'm. I just know what I. I don't know exactly what the difference is between the uh, city of Ardmore and the county of Morgan. Mm. But I, I do know it's set by the state. Mm. I know it's set by the state. Okay. Of course, you saw where uh, uh, that NFL player uh, killed somebody with yeah. a DUI. Rogues. Yeah, I saw that Rogues. He's played Alabama. Yeah. So, my, you know, I got a phone call uh, when I was 21 years old. Drunk driver had hit my dad. Mm-hmm. Killed him. Right. And back then, um, I thought you were fixing to say you got a phone call. Yeah. You wanted you to represent him out yeah. there. I'm thinking, yeah, that's all right. right, Bill. Well, back then, the 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 guy when he went to court, his penalty was he had to, he had to he had to stay in jail on weekends for five years. He had to go to jail every weekend for five years, but. Uh, there was a good time and all that. He only had to do that for six months. Really? And he was able to get his driver's license back, and he was three times the le- the limit. That was what they did right. back then. Yeah, they just didn't do it. Um, these people, these victims, they formed Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and I remember going to the vigils, and mm-hmm. I'd go with my mom to different places. and right. And they started taking that that stuff seriously you know now they'll charge you i heard he's gonna be charged with you know felony resulting in the death of somebody from an accident and um you know i was listening to a sports program and they were worried about it affecting his career i'm sure it will and they but you know i'm sitting there thinking my goodness you know as a victim as somebody lost their dad i'm sitting there thinking my goodness Affecting his career, that's the last thing I'm concerned about. Yeah. What about these individuals that were just just killed, yeah. the family members? I think it should affect his career. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, are engagement rings and jewelry marital assets? All right, so an, an engagement ring, there's specific case law in there. <coughs> so when you... When you extend an engagement ring to uh, your fiance and ask her to marry you, you're offering a contract to her just like you, just like you're at a real estate and you're selling your house and y'all sign a contract. So you give her that you give her that ring as earnest money. So she's got she's got to give it back if she doesn't get married to you. If she doesn't, get, if she doesn't you, get married to you, it it is earnest money. She can't keep it if she doesn't get married to you. What so, if what if he cancels? What uh, if he gets cold feet and say, "Look, honey, I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to get married to you." Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it, but it, it may the same principle may apply. But the uh, uh, but but well, here where it's come up in case law is people have gotten divorced, you know, get divorced, mm-hmm. and then they want to divide up the. The engagement ring, because the engagement ring, they spent ten thousand dollars on it, mm-hmm. or five thousand, or twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. 
So the husband wants to get his half. He wants to sell the engagement ring and get his half the money back out of it. And the case law says no, that uh, that it's a contract. And once you get married, the wife has fulfilled her end of the contract, and she can keep the ring, and she owns the ring. Now, of course, you know, husbands, we get rings too. We own our rings too. Mm-hmm. But so engagement rings are not part of it. Now, let's talk about jewelry. Um, you know, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting question. That's, that's not specifically covered by case law that I know of. So if you buy uh, jewelry for your wife and you give it to her for her birthday, um, and then it would seem like she could raise the argument, hey, he gave that to me. But then the husband could say, well, there were things given to me. You know, she might have gotten that jewelry, but I got, what would a husband get? Golf clubs? <laughs> you got me a yeah. hard time. You know, he, the husband should be able to say, hey, it, I think with the jewelry, it should be more. I think it's gonna, the judge is going to look at it being even and out. I think. Well, that's just a gift. Yeah, he's, you know? he's going to let her keep her jewelry. Yeah, but the judge so. is going to look over there. What, well, what else, do, else do y'all have? All right, I see y'all got some color TVs. He's got golf clubs. Y'all got a golf cart. I'm going to let him have that. Mm. She bought me a Jaguar for my birthday. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. bought the Jaguar for me for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never s- thought about that, though. You know, I mean, I just assume that uh, you give an engagement ring to somebody, whether she reneges on you or whatever. I mean, you gave it to her. It's, it's if, hers. Well, if she reneges on you, she's got to give it back. There's no question about that now. But the question is, what if he reneges on her? Yeah. Does she have to give it back? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that once you get married, that's her property. And yeah. you can't get half of it. You can't make her sell it. Yeah. So be on the lookout there, Ken. When you get married, don't give don't give a big engagement ring. Just give a small one. That way, if it don't work out, you know, you're not out a lot of money. I'm far enough in life. I think <laughs> I'm quite happy like I am in 946. On that question, we'll take a break. We'll be back. More rules of law coming up. 256-232-6828 is our number. Our email address is law at wkac1080.com. Alabama is William G. Matthews. The law offices of William G. Matthews is equipped to handle all your legal needs. Real estate closings, divorce cases, personal injury, social security disability, on-the-job injuries, adoptions, bankruptcies, wills, estates, and probates. There's no need to use an out-of-town law firm when William G. Matthews is local. When you schedule your appointment with William G. Matthews, you meet with him face-to-face. Schedule your appointment today by calling 256-232-2310. Serving Athens and surrounding North Alabama areas, William G. Matthews Attorney at Law, online at athens-lawyer.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services provided are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other attorneys. Back with Bill Matthews, Rules of Law at 947 here at WKAC. Says I am a divorcee with a minor daughter. Uh, I had not changed my present surname to my previous sur- surname. 
and I wish I had before marriage, even after the divorce. Uh, the question is, is it possible to change my surname now? Yeah, that's real easy to do. And that's, that's inexpensive. Um, you, you probably need a lawyer to do that for you. You have to file a petition in probate court to change your name. Mm -hmm. So you have to file a petition. But it's, it's very inexpensive. Um, I can see where somebody had kids and, and the, the, they were married and yeah. they were Smiths when they got right. married. And uh, then right. the Smith marriage didn't work. They yeah. had, had a daughter that her last name was Smith and, and you got remarried yeah. to uh, Jones. Yeah. Well, you know, you didn't want to be called Jones and your daughter would be Smith, so you wanted to go back to Smith. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, yeah. so that's not a... So we would file a petition. The judge, probate judge, would set it for a hearing. And uh, then the judge, would, at the hearing, he would order the name to be changed and render an order that you could take that order then to Social Security and to the, to the driver's license department and get everybody to change your name. Okay. Uh, wife has Alzheimer's. The power of attorney I have is dated after she was diagnosed. Uh, need proper forms to apply to apply to the courts to which court do I apply for guardianship and can I do this myself? Okay, let's see what we got right here. Now that my, she's got Alzheimer's. My the power of attorney I have is dated after she was diagnosed. Okay, I need proper forms to apply to the courts. All right, so the to to which court do I apply for the legal guardianship? And can I do this myself? Okay, well, you can do. I mean, if somebody came in to see me and I did a power of attorney, what I do is I kind of look at the situation because I don't want to do a power of attorney um, for somebody that's going to take somebody's money. If I feel, I use the old chalkboard test on that when I'm talking to them. And if, if, uh, What's a chalkboard test? Well, that's if you take your you know your fingernails and you run it across the chalkboard <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it, it, make, it makes that noise that it, if, if yeah I'll, I'll get that same feeling when I talk to people mm. and then I won't do it because it's, uh, yeah, they didn't pass the chalkboard test but if they pass the chalkboard test I'll do it and you can be diagnosed with it and still do a power of attorney because um, uh, it depends on what stage they are in Alzheimer's. You know, we y'all three of us may be in the early stages. I think I we am yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, really? Yeah, <laughs> Not kidding. Yeah, and and so all three of us may be in the early stages of it, and um, but we can still sign a power of attorney right now. Uh, so he, you know, his form may be okay, but uh, you know, it, but with with a um, you know, he mentioned about a guardianship. Well. A power of attorney you need to have it, and it's very important to have it, but when you get ready to put somebody somewhere against their will, you may have to get a guardianship. But now you, you don't, you may not have to have one, correct? Most of the time you don't have to have one. Right. Most of the time, but if, if somebody is staying at a nursing home and they want to leave, let me leave, I want to leave, stop, stop keeping me here, then the nursing home may say, well, look, we want you to go get a guardianship. And that's what, he's wanting to get a guardianship. Right. Um, a guardianship, the problem, and he said. But without, he, let me let me let me correct. Yeah. I mean, let me let me ask a question here. Let me get this in my head. Without the guardianship, if the person wants to leave the nursing home, they can leave. Right. Okay. Right. 
That's why you got to have the garden. That's why you have to have the garden shed. Power of attorney does not help you at all in that case. Right. Yes. All it'll do is let you put them in the nursing it'll home. It'll put them put inside the contract, and that works 99%, I think 99% of the time. Right. But there is those cases where people get in there, and they don't want to stay there, and they want to leave, and you have to get a guardianship. Yeah. And and people get guardianships. The guardianships are good because you can control, you know, what somebody does. You know, some some people need to go get treatment, uh, psychiatric treatment. Well, with a guardianship, you can, if you've got that, then you can. Whenever they need to get treatment, you can just make go, make them go to the to the doctor and go get some inpatient treatment until they get regulated for their. So There's, a power of attorney, you can't force somebody then uh-uh. to go have doctor's no, treatments or whatever. can't do that. can't do that with the power of attorney. But you can, with the power of attorney, what's good about it is they're in the hospital. Um, they're sitting there. They've had a heart attack. The doctor talks to them and says, look, we're going to need to do bypass surgery. The person's sitting there. They understand they nod their head, but they're too weak to sign their name. Right. They're too weak. They're really too weak to authorize it. Yeah. So the doctor's looking for a legal authority to authorize the surgery, and with the power of attorney, you can do that. Okay. So power of attorney is extremely important. Now, uh, but he also asked, can he do this on his own? I don't think he can. Right. I don't think he can. I think he has to get a lawyer to do that for him. When he goes up to the probate judge's office and starts asking for the forms and stuff, they're going to say, we don't have any forms. And then if he wants to try to download them and file them, when he gets up there, if he doesn't file the right thing, they don't they don't have time. At our probate judge's office, they told me yesterday about how much stuff they file, and and I think I think I almost think the late, the person told me it's about a hundred hundred documents they're having to file every day. Really? So somebody's having to figure out the, you know, the court costs. They're having to go through and and file all that. They don't have the manpower to help you with your guardianship mm-hmm. they don't you know and they can't give legal advice so that's why you've got to go hire, hire a lawyer to do it for you and do it and preparing a guardianship is a difficult thing because you have to you have to have a the judge appoints a uh, an expert somebody like, from dhr somebody like that mm-hmm. the judge also appoints a guardian ad litem and um uh, He's going to want to make sure that the person who's the, the ward has been served. There's just a lot of things that you've got to do, and and the judge the judge doesn't want to do those things. And the people that work there that at um, uh, the probate judge's office they don't want to do that stuff. The probate that's judge. That's why they that's why they want you to hire. That's what a, that's what lawyers are for. It's just like if you if you uh, uh, something broke. Let's say you need to change the radiator out on your car. Mm. And you wanted to go up to uh, one of these one of these car places and say, "Well, look, what do I do here, and then what do I do there?" Yeah. Well, they're sitting there doing their own job. Right. So probate judge is the one that does this. They're the ones. That yeah, the decide. probate judge is the one that does guardianships. Okay. So from from time to go to time to to get it finished, how long are we? How long does this process last? Well, what we do a lot of times is we file an emergency guardianship. Okay. And if we have a letter from a doctor. We can get that done that very same day because it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. So if a doctor says they need a guardian, the judge will go ahead and grant it without even having a hearing. Mm -hmm. But it only lasts 30 days. And then then we start to file the guardianship process. 
but usually we have to renew the emergency guardianship one at least one time before we can have the hearing on the permanent guardianship. Oh, okay. So now it says, can I file an adverse possession claim on a house that I've lived in for three years? What what they're talking about there, I think, is they probably bought it at a tax sale and they got a tax deed. So after you get the tax deed, you have to live there for three years, and then you can file the adverse possession claim. So that means the, the house three is yours? Years. Well, you, yeah, you have to file it, and you go to court. And when you file it, you've got to serve the people that owe the money. Now, if they come back and say, hey, we want to pay it, pay whatever we owe and get the house back, they can do that. Okay. So if you... If but you can, but their question is, can they file it? And, and the, the answer is yes, if they bought it at a t tax sale and then they got a tax deed three years after they get the tax deed. Let's, they let's assume that they didn't buy it at a tax sale. Let's just no, they can't do it. It, okay. it, it doesn't, meet the, doesn't meet the statutory requirements. Adverse possession is 20 years. Okay. 20 years. All right, so we're purchasing a new home. But if you got it from with color of title, it's 10 years, and you paid the taxes for 10 years. If you got color of title, so that means if you got a deed to it. Gotcha. But the deed's not. So what happens sometimes is people get ready to sell their house. They've owned it. They've got a deed to it. They paid the taxes on it. But there's there's a problem in the title. And so the way we way we fix that is we file, file a petition to quiet title. And they can get it because they had color of title. They thought they owned it. They paid money for it. They thought they owned it. And, and they paid taxes for 10 years. But there's just a cloud in the title that has to be corrected. Okay. Purchase that we're purchasing a new home and we'll be allowing our daughter to live uh, to live in and pay. I guess that's to live in and pay the mortgage on the current home until the future sale. Is there any legal issues we need to address? And what about homesteading issues? Uh, homestead's going to kind of be hard because they bought it, they own it, the deeds in their name, but they're letting their daughter live there. That's going to be hard to do. Now, what they could do is fill out a land sale contract. If she signs a land sale contract where she's purchasing it for them, then she could go claim homestead. Mm -hmm. So are there any legal issues that they need to address uh, other than that homesteading issue as far as letting their daughter live there? Um, I don't know of any legal, you know, any legal issues. You know, the, the insurance they got, there's a different, you pay a different price when you have a tenant that's living somewhere than if, if you're living there yourself. Hmm. So if you don't have the right insurance and there's a fire and the house burns down, you may need to make sure you've got that tenant insurance. Yeah. I guess it's higher. It's probably higher, yeah. yeah. All right. Then uh says here, says, can a house, car, some stock, and a 401K be put into a trust so no one can force you, uh, force your hand uh, over, can force you to hand over I'll get it right in a minute. It can force you to hand over your assets because of a lawsuit. Uh, yes, it can. The, uh, the house, that's what people do. They set up a trust and they deed their house into it. The car, people can buy the, you know, when they buy the car, they'll buy it with the trust. Mm -hmm. Usually people don't change the title on their car because, you know, in two or three or four or five years they can get a new car. So the next car they get, they'll put that in the trust. And then the, the stock can definitely be owned by the trust also. The 401k, that's kind of a different vehicle, and it's, it's hard to get somebody. When you sue somebody, there's some laws about 401ks, and it's hard to get that in a lawsuit. So the 401k, you may not need to put in the trust. Okay. 
So you go buy a house, you put it in the in the uh, yeah, trust. Yeah, the, the tr- house is the number one thing you put in. So you go buy a car, and you you, you could put the you, trust you could buy, buy the car. Buy the car. Yeah, yeah. And then the stock, you could change the owner, whoever the owner is. You get you get them to change that to the name of the trust. Right. But you four hundred one k just leave it alone. Yeah, it's hard to when you sue somebody. It's hard to get their four hundred one k. Okay. All right, Bill, thank you. We've killed 30 minutes, as we always do. Yeah. We did a great job. Had some great thank questions. You. Yeah, these are really good. 232 Bill's number. He's on the east side of the square here in Athens, and he's there every day, Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, taking a lower out for lunch. And he's here with us every Wednesday between 930 and 10 o'clock, and always online at athens-lawyer.com. We'll be back next Wednesday. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Attorney in Athens, Alabama is William G. Matthews. The law offices of William G. Matthews is equipped to handle all your legal needs. Real estate closings, divorce cases, personal injury, social security disability, on-the-job injuries, adoptions, bankruptcies, wills, estates, and probates. There's no need to use an out-of-town law firm when William G. Matthews is local. When you schedule your appointment with William G. Matthews, you meet with him face-to-face. Schedule your appointment today by calling 256-232-2310. Serving Athens and surrounding North Alabama areas. William G. Matthews, Attorney at Law, online at athens-lawyer.com. No representations made that the quality of legal services provided are greater than the quality of legal services provided by other attorneys. From the Tennessee Valley, WKAC Athens. This is AP News. I'm Rita Foley. He kept former President Trump at arm's length. Now, Republican newcomer Glenn Youngkin has won the governor's race in Virginia, a worrying sign for Democrats, say analysts. All righty, Virginia, we won this thing! The 54-year-old political newcomer beat Democrat Terry McAuliffe, who served as governor from 2014 to 2018. Youngkin told supporters he plans to cut taxes, invest in education, and law enforcement. Together. We will change the trajectory of this commonwealth. The win has alarmed Democrats already nervous about holding their party's narrow control of Congress in next year's midterm elections. President Biden won Virginia by a comfortable 10 percentage points last year. I'm Julie Walker. And in New Jersey's governor's race, Republican Jack Cittarelli is making a surprisingly strong showing. In fact, we're still waiting for a clear winner to be named. Incumbent Governor Democrat Phil Murphy. When every vote is counted and every vote will be counted, we hope to have a celebration. Governor Murphy is hoping to become the first Democrat re-elected to the office in more than four decades. Voters in Minneapolis do not want to replace the city's police department with a new Department of Public Safety. The group behind the replace idea tweets this morning that they have changed the conversation about what public safety should look like, and they say they will continue their work. Children as young as five will be lining up to get the Pfizer COVID vaccine now that the CDC has approved it. Officials say there is enough vaccine to go around. Children will be able to get the shots at participating pediatricians offices, pharmacies, hospitals and schools. It's party time in Atlanta after the Braves won the World Series championship seven to nothing over the Houston Astros. This is AP News. The fight against climate change is drawing in people of faith. Pope Francis and dozens of religious leaders recently signed a joint appeal for governments to commit to targets at the climate summit in Scotland. 
Faith leaders and activists across the world are battling climate change. Christian pastors have joined forces with Native American tribes to protect coastal lands as climate change contributes to rising sea levels. Hindu groups have joined river cleanups and Muslims have organized tree planting campaigns. And some evangelicals and get your plan A as opposed to having to resolve their plan B or plan C. Simpson says expect to pay more for bigger box items. I'm Ed Donahue, AP News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call